Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. Very glad to be back with you once again, whether you are listening to this in the morning, at night, in the middle of the night, in the afternoon, on your coffee break at work. Thank you so much for tuning in each and every week to Travel Tips Tuesday. This is a lot of fun. In this episode, we are getting back to some of our top tips, back to our roots as a travel tip show. Uh, We're going to talk top tips as it relates to pre-travel preparation. I went out there into Facebook land and asked several of you this question, what is the most important thing to do when preparing to travel? And you all gave some amazing responses and I am so thankful for that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for helping build this show and even providing some of its content along the way. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. I hope that it is super practical for you and this will help you in your travel planning journey. And let's get into it, shall we? This is Travel Tips Tuesday, and it is October the 27th, 2020. The question of the day is, what is the most important thing to do when preparing to travel? Again, the question of the day is, what is the most important thing to do when preparing to travel? But first, I have a question for you. Do you love modern classic Disney animated movies? You're going to want to stay tuned to the end of the show uh, for a super special guest announcement that is coming on, somebody that's coming on next week. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that conversation that we're going to have together. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So Disney news, uh, we're going to share a little bit of that. But again, feel free to answer that question of the day. We'd love to hear from some of you all tonight. The Disney news that, um, that I would like to share, there's four things um, that I want to update you all on. And some of this is very recent as of uh, this afternoon and this evening. Um, unfortunately, several live entertainment cast members that are associated with many of the live shows that uh, many of us know uh, and love um, have been uh, f- not just furloughed, but laid off or even uh, given specific kind of dates when their employment uh, will be terminated. So, uh, you know, be thinking about those folks. Uh, you know, it, that's one of the reasons why I think it's important to travel because by traveling, uh, we are supporting the livelihood of other people. So there are safe ways. There are, there are, are very responsible ways to do this, uh, you know, in today's world. Um, and Disney is a great place to go. You know, I've heard people say over and over and over again that they feel that Walt Disney World um, is uh, is well. They they meant to say that Walt Disney World is a um, a a place that feels safer than going into your own uh, local grocery store or going into your own you know local big box retailer. You know, some of them that I won't you know name here uh, because they have very uh, very careful. Um, things that are in place to help keep people safe and people are still having a good time. You know, I have uh, one family that's there that's been there this past week uh, that I've talked with. And then another one that's leaving tomorrow morning uh, to go to Walt Disney world. They're having a blast making some amazing memories. The ones that have been there recently. Um, and sure. Does it feel a little different? Yeah, you know, it does. But, um, but you know, there's a, there's a lot that um, there's a lot that uh, you know, that, 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 can still happen when you go to such an amazing place because Disney is uh, such an incredible company that does a lot of things well. But unfortunately, uh, a lot of their live entertainment uh, will not be there. So uh, I don't want to say that to discourage people from going, but I want to say that to encourage you to go in hopes that if enough people go, enough people show up, that they will be able to bring some of those folks back on stage. So that's for me, that's what makes it. I love the live entertainment at Disney. 
Secondly, uh, the entrance arches to Walt Disney World are being rethemed to match more closely to the new color schemes on Cinderella's castle. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me. So, if you're familiar, if you've ever driven on property to Walt Disney World, you have these giant. Um, I think they're right now. Maybe they're uh, sort of purple, and it says like "Where Dreams Come True" or something like that uh, on it. And people will drive underneath them. And there's also these sort of large off to the side uh, blinking sign that says, you know, please don't stop. People sometimes will still stop and try to take their pictures and whatever. But, you know, you drive through there, you do that, don't stop when you see that. But anyway, they're retheming these signs. It's going to be, um, you know, kind of a royal blue theme. Uh, it looks really it looks really neat. Like, I, I like the color scheme of it. Um, and I think they did a good job sort of uh, updating that. And it's probably time because it's, you know, those things have been that way for a while. Uh, so it'll be something fun, you know, when we uh, when folks are coming back to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, um, it'll be something fun for a lot of people to see that they hadn't, you know, seen in a while. So when they uh, when they come on the property, uh, also uh, some more Disney news, and this is over to the West Coast. And I shared last week uh, kind of a little bit about the uh, sort of ongoing frustrations between the state of California and also uh, Disneyland Park and kind of Disney parks and experiences. Uh, but due to ongoing restrictions placed on Disney by the state of California, Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure are still closed. Uh, but they are extending the downtown Disney district um, located on Disney property in Anaheim. Uh, they're, they're extending the district into Disney California Adventure Park uh, along Buena Vista Street. So Buena Vista Street is actually located, technically located inside of California Adventure. Now, you know, another rides are going to be open, you know, so, you know, you know, you don't have to pay park ticket admission to get in there, but they're going to have a way for people to get onto um, Buena Vista Street, which is kind of a shopping um, and, and sort of dining area. And they're doing this as people get into the holiday season. So what this will do is it will allow, you know, hopefully some people to come back to work that haven't been working for a little while and give uh, folks that are coming uh, in town and, and locals a place to go and shop and hang out and have a good time over the holidays, a good safe uh, and safe time with each other. So, um, and hopefully, you know, I hope that that will show, uh, folks that, you know, Disney, uh, down there in California is a responsible company and they're going to do these things well. And hopefully that'll be a little bit more encouragement along the way to get things reopened and people back to work. Uh, lastly, but not least on our Disney news, select enchanting extras for the Walt Disney World Resort can be booked online now 70 days in advance for on-property guests, meaning if you're staying at a Walt Disney World-owned uh, ho hotel, you can book these things 70 days in advance or 60 days for others that are staying elsewhere. Um, the online enchanting extras that you can book, these are not enchanting extras that happen online, meaning you can just book them online, um, are the Droid Depot and Savvy's Workshop over at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, so where you can, you can put your own put together your own version of, you know, R2-D2 or BB-8 or something of that nature, uh, or Savi's Workshop, uh, where you can take some junk and put it together and make your very own lightsaber and be a part of that incredible experience that they have, uh, or the Wilderness Back Trail Adventure as well. You can book those online. There are several other enchanting extras um, that have been added back into the fold, and those other ones will be have to will have to be called in. So and that's something as a travel agent that I do for uh, clients all the time at no additional charge. They get the same pricing from Disney, but it's one less thing that they have to worry about for their trip. So tonight's topic is top tips, pre-travel preparation. So again, top tips, pre-travel preparation. And again, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to contribute to the discussion. Several of you already did today uh, in uh, the newsfeed uh, on Facebook. 
But what is the most important thing to do when preparing to travel? What is the most important thing to do when preparing for travel? That is our question of the day. We'd love for you to answer that uh, so we can kind of chat tonight back and forth. And the answers I'm going to give you all came straight from uh, many of the folks that listen to the show uh, and also others that commented today. So number one, and these are in no kind of real particular order. Number one is find an awesome place to travel. Figure out that destination. Figure out where you're going to go and why you're going to go and 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 what you're going to be doing on that trip. So that's that's thing number one. Like before you even start like making your checklist and all those things. Now I'm going to get to checklists. There's even a, this concept called a master checklist that some people use for travel, which I think is a great idea. But you know, find that destination, plan so you can build that momentum and uh, and enjoy the the dream planning, if you will, uh, for your for your next destination that you're going to be traveling to. Number two, connect with a local or an experienced traveler to the area where you're going to be going, especially if it's not somewhere that you've been before. Or maybe it is somewhere that you've been before and you're looking to do something new or you're going into you're going on a uh, in, in a different season of the year and you're wondering what's open. Is there something else that I haven't done before or is the stuff that I'm used to still going to be there and still going to be available? Um, there are all sorts of different things, uh, especially if it's international travel, you know, understanding, um, you know, basic language phrases and maybe little idiosyncrasies about the culture that you might be traveling to basics about history and different things you might need to know that might be helpful about where you're going in addition to like food like where do you want to eat what are good places to stay all those sorts of basic things you know what sort of maybe tours or opportunities do you uh do you want to take do you want to have um as you're head as you're heading to those places so um you know there are lots of different you know people that you could talk to maybe that you know or you don't know if you don't know somebody here's my shameless plug for uh you know using a travel agent tonight it doesn't talk you. It doesn't. And hear me out for at least the thirty seconds. So if you're watching live, you're listening to the podcast. Just give me thirty more seconds. Don't like what I say. Feel free to switch it off and go about your your day, night, afternoon, morning, whenever you're listening or watching this. So hear me out on this. Use a travel agent. Okay, vet them. So, you know, ask them questions about their experience, where they've traveled, the kind of people that they've worked with. Ask them about their agency, if they have any fees, because some agencies do. The one I work with does not. We don't charge anything extra. You know, we don't make any money if you don't travel. Um, and it is our goal that you travel well and that you have an amazing time um, because, honestly, it helps us w- when you do, right, when you have that positive experience because you're talking about it. And, you know, and I want you to have something that you you are able to look back on for many years to come uh, and something that helps get you through crazy times like the world has been in for the past, you know, several months. So, um, you know, use a travel agent because we can help, you know, lessen the hassle. We can help you figure out uh, a lot of these different things about uh, the, the local local places, especially if you're thinking about international travel or something that maybe takes a little bit more research. If you're looking at a custom planned itinerary or something of that nature, uh, we can give you a lot of those options and put together something that'll hopefully work for you. So um, I'd love to chat with you more about that. If you have any questions, that's my shameless plug tonight for being a travel agent or why you should why you should want to work with one. <laughs> so uh, I hope that's helpful, uh, helpful for you. So uh, the next thing on here is, is making a list. And um, making the list is very helpful because it can help us stay organized when things get chaotic. And those lists don't have to be made, you know, you don't have to wait, wait to make those lists 
right up until, you know, when you're packing. I mean, make those lists earlier on. When you figure out that destination, start writing down stuff that you want to do, maybe stuff that you will need, uh, maybe that's unique to your destination. Now, if, it, if it's a winter destination, if you're going on a ski trip, you know, does your destination have, like, rentable ski bibs? Do you have to bring your own ski bibs, pants, or, or jacket? You know, those sorts of things, those heavy clothes that might make you think about, you know, what size bag, if you're going to have to check bags, if you're going to have to weigh them, are you bringing your own equipment, those sorts of things. Um, so there's lots of sort of little sub points I'm going to talk about here about list making, but the first one is making a master list. So every time you travel, like what are those things that you have to have every time you go somewhere? And I'm not just talking about clothes. So sure. Clothes fine. And there are again, specific types of clothes that you may need for specific places, but make that master list. It just makes it easy. You know, something electronic that you can file away on a Google drive on your notes app, Evernote, or, um, you know, the, uh, Apple's versions of notes or, you know, Google Word document. I'm out. I don't know, whatever you want to use for, for note taking that, that works for you. Put it in that place where you can access it easily, have a, have a hard copy of it, have a paper copy of it. Uh, so that's something that you can go to, especially I find that if you have large families or you're traveling with a large group and maybe you're a group leader, those lists can be so helpful, uh, so helpful to the point where it can help cut down on some of the hassle and cut down on some of the communication that you'll have to have with people that are traveling with you. So they know, did you check the list? Did you, you know, check all the things off that you needed? So, you know, empower other people maybe that, that are traveling with you uh, and that can help smooth out the, the planning and traveling process and give you, again, if you're going with a larger group, the group leader to focus on the big picture experience so uh, you don't have to get frustrated with a lot of the little questions along the way. So just a little small hack for you. So have that master travel list. It's hugely helpful. Uh, the second thing is add to it, uh, create a secondary list and modify it as needed. And again, that is the one that I'm talking about. That's sort of location, more location specific, uh, more having to do with what you're going to be doing and where you're going to be traveling. Are there specific things that you're going to need for the destination uh, where you will be visiting? Uh, thirdly, under making a list, um, checklist specifically for anything not easily replaced at your destination or not easily purchased at a store. So I want to read that one more time. Um, also have a separate list, or maybe this is part of your master list, um, specifically for anything not easily replaced at your destination or not easily purchased at a store. So big things being, uh, you know, medication. If you have specific dietary needs, right? Uh, if there are specific things, again, that you need related to the destination where you are going that you won't be able to easily get. Or if you're going somewhere, say, for instance, a cruise, you're not going to be able to Amazon Prime something to your cruise ship that's out in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico or the Atlantic or the Pacific or, you know, the Caribbean, wherever you are, <laughs> right? So uh, PacSmart, it's included. To it's important to have that list um, uh, available, those things that, you, that cannot be easily, uh, easily replaced. Also, you know, I mentioned this save said list electronically. This can be so helpful, um, you know, especially if, you know, because people move, like things change, your, your life gets, you know, upended year round and you're not traveling all the time, you know, necessarily. So it's, it's good to have these things in a place where you know they will be. So, you know, save it on the cloud, whatever cloud-based service that you use um, is super important. Uh, fourth, so after, after you make a list, um, you can also, and this is, I think, important as well, because I've run into this when I've traveled internationally uh, to South America. Uh, when I did not do this, uh, contact your bank for, for your 
your credit debit cards and let them know the dates that you're traveling. Some have very stringent policies on um, protections that will lock up your card and your account if they think your card has been stolen or they start seeing you know, mysterious transactions that aren't part of your normal spending habits uh, or, and are not coming from where you normally do life. So uh, giving that, making that phone call to uh, wh- whatever bank card company you use will save you a lot of headaches. You know, I've had it before when I'm trying to get uh, international currency and I'm not able to because I didn't contact the bank ahead of time. Um, so, uh, you know, I've, I've had it when I'm traveling with a large group of people and I'm going to pay gas for these vehicles that we're using, pay for gas for these vehicles that we're using. And I didn't contact the credit card company. I wouldn't accept it. So, you know, we still got on the road and everything, but I'm just saying it's one of those like small things that can save you a lot of headache uh, down the road. So a lot of this stuff, you know, again, this is pre-travel preparation. So these are things to kind of help again, my philosophy of travel is to help lessen the hassle of the people that I talk to, the people that I work with. These are sometimes very small, minute things that you're like, duh, you know, these things make sense. Fine. You know, why not do it? Um, but sometimes it just takes a little bit of intentional thought along the way to kind of be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe these are things that I haven't said before or, or thought of before or, uh, or things that could help things go a little bit easier. Um, number whatever we're on now, uh, have a plan a, you know, your, your preferred kind of, um, plan for, for travel, you know, when you're going to get to, when you're going to leave, when you're going to get to the airport, if you're flying, you know, all those sorts of things. Um, keep in mind when you're going to be eating, taking breaks, uh, distances potentially between gates and kind of mapping out the airport where you're going to be, if you're going to be going through an airport that you're unfamiliar with and also keeping in mind, um, you know, the people that you're going to be traveling with as well and how quickly they're able to move, how much stuff you're going to have with you and all those sorts of little things. So have a, have a plan, but also set realistic expectations. Okay. So, so plan, 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 plan all the day long. Like I I love planning. It's my thing. It's why I do this. Right. Um, but when you plan set realistic, set realistic expectations for yourself, but also for the other people that are going to be traveling with you and try as you can to remain forward thinking with whatever situation you may be in. Um, and I, and I think you'll have an amazing time, even if you encounter a little bit of adversity and if you remain flexible, you'll be able to go to that plan B, C, D, E, F, whatever the case is and keep on moving forward. Um, and look for those also look, also look for those in between moments that happen, even when things aren't going well, because you can still create memories. Um, even, even when your primary travel goals have kind of been thrown out the window, if that happens. So, Number six, I think, um, if you are the family group leader for your trip, pack early. And this is one that I haven't thought of before. And honestly, I'm the group leader for travel uh, a lot. And uh, I'm not the best on this. Uh, So I'm kind of preaching to the choir, so to speak. Um, But if you are the family group leader for your trip, pack early. This is going to help you to be able to focus on others that may need your help. Um, Like if you have kids. Um, if you have a spouse, if you have other people, other family members, other, you know, uh, work, um, you know, work teammates and, uh, other, you know, other friends that they're going to be going with you to different places, or if you're going with other families, I mean, by taking care of yourself early, you're going to be able to pay more attention to the other kind of moving parts to what's going on. So I often find that sometimes if you're so focused on other people, like I love serving people, right? I I love doing that. It's part of who I am. Um, 
and, and sometimes if you're not careful to care for your own self and take care of your own needs first, you'll forget about those. And that could potentially impact the experience that you have with other people um, and, and your ability to serve them. So um, taking care of everything at home is also a pretty big thing as well. So uh, these are pretty, again, pretty basic things, but taking care of your mail, especially if you're going to be gone for long periods of time. So anywhere from five, seven days um, would definitely, you know, maybe put a stop on your mail. Make sure you have um, reservations for your pets. If you have pets to be either boarded or if you have pet sitters that are coming by, you have all those things set up, all the things associated with that. Um, fridge clean out. I mean, come on. Nobody likes, likes coming back to leftovers that have already been in your fridge for a week. You've been gone for a week. You come back and there's two-week-old moldy Chinese takeout sitting there in the fridge waiting for you when you get home. Um Bills, you know, making sure you have those things take care of. Yard care, so especially maybe if you're in a place with an HOA or other areas of the country where, um, you know, grasses and things tend to grow or we're in the fall right now so you've got leaves everywhere especially in my neck of the woods where where we are there's lots of leaves on the ground that need to be taken care of just those sorts of basic things to make sure they're taken care of in your absence Um, also turning the water off this is a big one Um, I don't know about you but I can probably think of you know a few people on one hand that uh, has has had water damage to their homes as a result of not shutting off their water when they're gone for long periods of time it's something Super basic, super basic. Everybody should know where the master shutoff is to their water going into their you know apartment, condo, home. Um, just something to do. It doesn't take any effort to go and 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 switch that off. And by doing that, it's something very simple that could help prevent a lot of issues when you return home. Because the last thing you want to do when you get back is have to deal with that. You know, it may not happen. There's a small likelihood that it will. But again, very simple, minimal effort, preventative measure that uh, can kind of help you in the long run, hopefully. Number eight, shout out to all those who love matching shirts in the perfect family shots. You've seen them, especially if you've been to theme parks. You've got those families that have that are perfectly matched and themed, and sometimes they're the they're the custom made shirts with the Mickey and Minnie ears on them, and you know the the names and you know. 2020, 2021, family vacation, you know, those sorts of things that are on there. And, you know, they might have a Disney character or something on them. People are getting their pictures taken. They're all posed right and everything. And sometimes families just dress in the same color palette. Like they want to look nice for these family photos and stuff. So that's something to kind of think, you know, if if that's important to you. So if you want to go on one of these trips and you're saying, you know, okay, you know, we're going on this trip and want everybody to have fun. But I want to be able to capture a moment to use as maybe, I don't know, a Christmas card. So if you're going somewhere for fall break or Thanksgiving, um, this may be a good opportunity for you to snap a great memory to use and to send out to uh, your friends and your family for that Christmas card list or that holiday card list that you got. So something that's, you know, again, very small. And some people don't like doing that. They just want to dress for comfort and don't worry about it. That's fine. Okay. You know, no problem there. But you know, just another thing that you can kind of think of to kind of help things out along the way. Uh, number nine, also making sure your packing is in sync with current TSA guidelines. Now, TSA guidelines will change on occasion, and usually those things are made pretty public. But um, if, if you're a regular traveler, you'll probably be more in the know about those things. But if you're only an occasional traveler, you haven't gone anywhere in a while, especially if you haven't flown anywhere in a while, um, then, you know, you may have some things to get used to, right? So if you haven't flown in a while, um, you know, you may not be aware of like the, you know, the body scans that are there. You may not be aware of the, you know, the potential, you know, pat down procedures that might be in place. 
you know, try how to get all your stuff off and arranged and kind of set and ready to go, you know, being aware of kind of the liquid restrictions on liquids and those sorts of things uh, that are all part of that, um, you know, TSA, TSA pre-check, you know, global entry, those kinds of things. If you're aware of those, um, you want to know more information about them, that can help streamline the process of going through, especially when you're coming back from somewhere else. TSA guidelines, by the way, also apply to cruises. So if you're going in and out of, uh, if you're coming back into a port in the U.S. and you've been out on a ship that has gone to an international port, um, you will come back, you know, through TSA and customs and, and, and those sorts of things. So um, just, you know, there are some great places to go. You can go to TSA's website. Um, State Department also has a great website that's linked up with TSA that can uh, kind of help you out there to tell you a little bit more about what their what the current guidelines are. Uh, also, and this is the this is the last thing, but this thing, look, doing this one thing can save you so much trouble at the end of the day. When I've led groups to go different places, um, this is one of the things that I will usually encourage people to do, especially if we're getting on an airplane. Excuse me. And that is to weigh your bags, weigh your bags. Now, every airline um, and sometimes different flights, especially if you're looking at domestic versus international, um, has different weight restrictions on checked bags. If it gets above a certain mark, sometimes you'll get hit with a hefty overweight fee. Um, you know, sometimes if you're not used to paying for checked bags, if you have multiple checked bags, um, or, you know, whatever the case is, you know, that's something to, to, to consider, to think about, but stay within that weight requirement because you don't want to be that person at the airport. That's like shuffling stuff around from your carry on to your backpack, to your personal item, back into your, you know, your checked bag and all those sorts of things, because it, it, it can just, it can, it can, you know, take too much time. Maybe you're running late getting to the airport or, you know, there's an issue with your flight or somebody in your group that you're trying to get sorted out or something like that. The last thing you want to do is, is to want to have to shift stuff around, um, as you're getting to the airport. So to check your bags in. So just weigh those bags. You can do it at home on a scale. It's super simple. You know, weigh yourself, hold said bag, then weigh yourself with said bag. It'll give you a pretty accurate, um, accurate look on what that weight is. So uh, thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. I did mention up front tonight that we have a very special guest announcement coming on, very special guest coming on next week, and I'm very excited about this. If you have an appreciation for the modern era of kind of animated, uh, what I call the modern classic era of, of animated film, so you know, films like uh, Lion King, Little Mermaid, um, Aladdin, um, you know, films like that, you will want to be here next week because um, I am having a wonderful, wonderful lady on the show uh, by the name of Nikita Harris, who was the voice of young Nala on the original animated classic Disney's Lion King. That's right. She played opposite Jonathan Taylor Thomas um, as, uh, as, as young Nala. Uh, JTT, as we knew him, was uh, young Simba on the show. And, you know, uh, James Earl Jones was uh, Mufasa, um, Simba's father. So an amazing cast of, uh, of people. And uh, Nikita is going to come on the show to kind of talk with us and share a little bit of her Disney story uh, with us next week. And I'm really excited about that conversation. Um, and it'll be a lot of fun. So make sure you join us for that. And uh, please tell your friends and share it. I'm going to be sharing some stuff on social about that here pretty soon. So if you'll have any questions about travel, we'd love to check with you about that. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Travel Tips Tuesday, and we will see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.